welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hello and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest healthcare technology trends and discover valuable insights in health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and joining me today is Kapil Asher, Head of Healthcare Practice at Contact, a company that makes RTLS solutions. Kapil, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about RTLS. It's not a topic we've I've spoken a lot about, so I'm excited to dig in here today. Likewise. I mean, I know that uh, there's a lot of buzz about RTLS, I think, breaking it down into different... Uh, you know, aspects of what technology is, it's, it's really important for our audience to know. So why don't we start sort of at ground zero, Kapil, if you could maybe uh, share with us, what is RTLS? What is that technology? Okay, so RTLS stands for real-time location sensing, right? So everyone is familiar with how GPS works in the real world, right? Uh, you have uh, apps like Waze and Google Maps, which are giving you real-time location uh, visibility into resources such as, uh, you know, where your car is parked, you know, where when you're driving from spot A to spot B, how do you get there? Uh, without the real-time location of these uh, resources, you kind of are lost in the real world. So what ITLS does, it kind of brings similar technology within uh, uh, four walls of a building, a big facility like a hospital or a, or a school or a big manufacturing plant. Uh, because these are almost small cities and contained uh, within themselves, right? So how do you find resources that are important for your day-to-day -day work and activity? So RTLS provides you with that location visibility of, of critical assets, you know, tools or medical devices uh, or resources like uh, nurses, staff members, uh, and, and it lets you find them in a much faster manner. And then, of course, out of that, a lot of different workflows and efficiencies are driven out of. But at the core and the heart of this technology, it's providing you with real-time location visibility of critical resources. So if I, in my head, what I'm getting is a vision of a map of a, inside of a building, mm -hmm. and you can see lots of dots and things on that map. Is that kind of what RTLS will be? It is exactly what it is, yeah. So if you ever search for a restaurant on Google Maps, uh, it pops up with multiple pins on that uh, region where you are searching for. RTLS does the same thing. Uh, if you're looking for something uh, on a map, it, it just pops up a bunch of blue dots and tells you where things are of, of the nature that you're looking for. So you mentioned a few uh, different ways uh, in your opening there of how people can use RTLS in healthcare, mm -hmm. but maybe can you give me an example of or three solid examples of, of how you've deployed this in, in, in healthcare? Absolutely, Colin. So, uh, you know, RTLS is, is of course, uh, once you open up the possibilities of locating something, uh, people's brains start churning and they come up with some use cases which you, you, I would have never thought of in my life. Once you empower someone with, with the technology, they find creative ways of using it. But I think 80% of our customers uh, use it for medical device tracking. So just specifically talking about healthcare, right? Uh, within hospitals. So imagine it's a hospital that's a thousand beds. Uh, it could uh, span over a million square feet and it could have upwards of 20, 30,000 uh, medical devices, in infusion pumps, uh, wheelchairs, stretchers, beds, 
uh, wound wax. I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, while everyone thinks uh, it's trivial to not know where your med devices are at any given time, it's a real problem. So nurses require uh, certain kind of devices to take care of their patients, but when they need one, they don't have one. And when they don't want one, they, they find them lying around everywhere, right? So how do you kind of provide that visibility to them? Uh, so asset tracking, so long story short, asset tracking is our big and, and, and most widely deployed use case okay. uh, within the healthcare industry. Uh, and we drive some workflows out of that. We provide uh, uh, clinical engineering, biomed folks, the ones who are able to, uh, the ones who are tasked for repairing and making uh, sure the maintenance and upkeep on these devices are going on okay. Uh, they get to search for them in a much faster manner. Otherwise, they're just manually rounding up and down the whole hospital, you know, wasting a lot of unproductive time uh, trying to look for equipment. So that's how uh, we find them. Then, uh, the second use case I would like to talk about is kind of staff safety and uh, staff duress. Um, mm -hmm. So our nurses are um, obviously one of the most precious resources within hospitals. God bless them. They do a lot of work uh, in this space, uh, much more than I would say physicians and other administrators really do. Uh, so kudos to them. And it's, uh, it's kind of our responsibility to keep them safe at all times. Uh, so what we've done is we implemented something called a staff duress solution, which is almost a, it's like a panic alarm button, uh, which is a wearable. So using the real-time location sensing technology platform and a wearable um, RTLS badge, uh, we provide them with a panic alarm button. So whenever they feel they are under attack by, you know, let's say a violent patient or a or a visitor that's uh, you know just wanting to get more information about their loved ones but are not getting it. And if they feel threatened uh, for their own safety, then they can click this panic alarm button and through our software, we route it all the way to the security who can respond to the situation in a much faster manner. Um, when you talk about staff safety, the other element that comes is hand hygiene. Um, mm. So we all understand the hospital acquired infections are a big deal. If a patient comes in for one treatment, but then they acquire another disease from the hospital, then uh, they lose uh, that top line revenue because they are not reimbursed for any hospital acquired infection or, or cause of uh, making the patient stay in the hospital for a much longer time. And uh, not only patients acquire infections, even nurses acquire infections, right? Because they are in so close contact with the patients. So hand hygiene, keeping your hands clean at all times, uh, which Again, it's an obvious thing. Everyone should do it, but it doesn't so happen when you're so busy. So we provide with uh, compliancy over there, right? So we have uh, something that detects when hands are washed and how compliant are you with the policies that the hospital has written down. So those uh, protect our staff members. And then finally, the third aspect of RTLS would be patient workflows and experience enhancements, right? So we are in a fast-paced world right now. There is a lot of uh, lessons to be learned from consumer space and how customer experience is valued uh, in hospitality and manufacturing and retail. And we need to bring that over to healthcare also, right? Um, so that means reducing wait times. When you are in a clinic for a simple procedure, you don't want to wait for an hour, two hours to even get be, uh, seen by a doctor, right? So we are providing that real-time monitoring of the patient flow 
So when the patient comes in, how long they waited in a particular spot, how long the phases of care are taking, if they have some lab work uh, remaining, how long did that take for the lab work to be done? And then identifying the bottlenecks of where uh, the slowness comes out of, right? So with using this real-time data of location visibility of patients and staff, uh, we can uh, help the hospitals with, a, with, a, with kind of so evidence-based data that they can use to change certain things. Like maybe they can hire new staff members, uh, additional staff members. Maybe they can open up a small facility to reduce the bottleneck. Maybe they can reposition their labs in a way that the patients don't have to walk too long to get their labs done. So all of this data ad hoc is, is one way of doing it, but then when you have evidence, it just becomes solid. And then those decisions make become very easy for our CEO, CIO, CFOs to do, right? So those are kind of a very long-winded answer to your question about the three implementations we do. No, I love it. I mean, you talked about asset tracking there at the beginning. You talked about uh, you know staff safety there. You talked about mm -hmm. you know uh, compliance and 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 an infection sort of application. And then of course, now you're talking about patient workflows. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Kapil, do you have an example specifically from one of your clients where you've done this and and some yeah. of the benefits that they specifically uh, have seen from implementing your solution? Absolutely. So we, uh, I can talk about uh, maybe one example per use case. Uh, the, for the asset tracking piece, we have a hospital called Riverside Medical. Uh, it's outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. And they implemented uh, kind of the whole uh, real-time location sensing of med devices to benefit their uh, biomed department. Uh, this was back in April of 2021. And within one year, they've found that they have positive ROI. They were able to improve productivity by at least one FTE time uh, which uh, is, is not an easy feat to manage in, in, in things like this, right? Uh, and they were able to reduce their fleet size. So one other aspect of asset tracking I didn't mention earlier was utilization. So when you purchase a fleet of equipment, you want to make sure that every piece of equipment is being utilized at the highest rate possible. But just because of the nature of hospital, that doesn't happen. So let's take infusion pumps, for example, they are utilized only about 30% of the times. So 70% of that of the times that asset is just sitting, gathering dust and not being productive, right? So we have helped Riverside improve their asset uh, utilization by 20, 30%. And now they are putting all the equipment they have in use and they're able to optimize their fleet size and save on some capital expenditure in the future for not having to buy some buffer quantity of equipment. So this has proven to be a very successful deployment for Riverside from an asset tracking perspective. Um, now from staff duress, we have, I, I can't name the customer, but we have a, uh, we have a Midwestern uh, Behavioral Health Center uh, in the Dakotas. And it's uh, about 150 bed behavioral health center. And uh, as you can imagine, they, they have violent situations almost on a weekly basis. And uh, we are identifying and um, creating a response workflow for them in, in a much faster manner. So things that could have taken more upwards of three or four minutes before are in a matter of seconds being responded to, right? So in a physical threat situation, every second matters. Uh, so, you know, we are providing that uh, feature for them uh, right now. And then from a, a patient workflow standpoint, I, I again, can't 
express the name of this hospital, but uh, you know, uh, in the Southwest region, we have a big IDN that's using um, our patient workflow solutions for their clinic. Mm-hmm. And clinics are getting more fancy. They are more multidisciplinary. They are not just one single procedure anymore. So they want to make sure that their workflows of patient, uh, you know, different phases of care are being more optimized. And and this particular clinic is being is using our uh, patient bands. They're using our infrastructure to identify where patients are located, and uh, and they are improving their wait times. So this. And they are able to intake more patients. So once you reduce your wait time, there is more capacity for you to intake more patients. So this particular facility has been able to improve their intake by at least 20% with, with greater reimbursements and HCAP scores. Uh, you know, those, those are fantastic benefits. Those, those numbers are significant, right? You're talking about the yeah. better asset utilization. You're talking about patient experience and, and workflow there. And the last example, these are all obviously very important things to these healthcare organizations. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask this question of you, Kapil. As a as an IT department or someone responsible for IT at my healthcare organization, what are maybe three things that I can do to make my RTLS implementation go smoothly? Is there anything I can do beforehand or is there anything I should do during the implementation? Absolutely. I think this selection criteria is very important, right? So as an IT department, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of business users like uh, nurses, like the biomed, uh, they are asking IT for helping with selection of a technology like this, right? So my, my, uh, my advice is always to go back to the business users and ask them what is important to you, right? So let's figure out why do you want RTLS? What is the first two or three items that will help you benefit in your day-to-day life? If you don't have that charted out in a nice uh, document and have buy-ins from your users uh, that, yeah, this is exactly what we want, then you get completely confused. And, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, garbage information on the internet, which you get kind of pulled into. So I would say always talk to your business users, talk to them as a partnership of like, hey, what, what is important to you? And, and then go out to select one technology. The other thing I would say is, is pick a technology that is not very invasive, uh, right, in the day-to-day life. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of legacy RTLS out there that still requires you to kind of pull cables and data and POE drops and all of that. And depending on which uh, market you are in, that is a very expensive <laughs> labor uh, intake, right? So pick a technology that's easy, that's plug-and-play, that uh, can leverage your existing network infrastructure and does not make you invest into a completely new one. Because if if you are investing in a new network, it's a niche application, a point solution that cannot scale. It'll just stay within that ecosystem. But if you're able to leverage what you have, that can expand beyond uh, beyond you and I can think about, right? So that's always an important thing. Like Think about the technology and how it can scale and how it can't Pigeon you, pigeonhole you into one uh, point solution that has no capability of scalability, right? And the third point I would say is, um, uh, third point I would say is like, think about use cases for now, but then also think about use cases that might arise two, three, five years later on, right? So if if your biomed department is talking about asset tracking, which is great, which is a very perfect RTLS use case. But then there are these ancillary use cases which can also be tapped onto the infrastructure. 
what are those? Uh, interview your business users and, and ask them, is this a need that you have? Uh, and if it is, then kind of think of them both at the same time and uh, think and use them to spread your ROI, right? So use, use multiple use cases to spread your ROI, which is what CFOs love all the time listening to, right? Uh, wait, this technology investment isn't affecting biomed, nurses, patients, everything. We have this ROI that will be provided within six months and it's 3X of what our investment is because of X, Y, and Z use cases. Uh, that becomes an easier sell. Uh, if you're looking at only one use case, uh, it might not take off as fast as you want it to be. So those are kind of things to look out for. Bill, you mentioned that at the top of your answer there, you know, there, there are lots of solutions uh, or different types mm -hmm. of RTLS solutions out there. What makes uh, contact stand out from, from those others? So Colin, you're right. RTLS market is getting a bit overcrowded. There have been a few legacy players that have dominated the space for the past 10 years, but the reality is these companies are facing some serious lack of innovation and modernization. What I mean by that is these systems are hard to install because of how invasive their devices are. Uh, you know, you need uh, power and data cable pulls. Uh, you need an on-site server, some highly skilled technicians to go on-site and perform system tuning. Uh, I mean, the implementation fee alone is not affordable for all segments of the market, right? So that's why uh, RTLS adoption has stagnated to about 30% of the hospitals in the world. Now, this is where contact IO differentiates itself. We have designated a simple plug and play system, uh, which is delivered in a box and can be installed by anyone. And I truly mean anyone, right? Uh, we do not require special, special cabling or skilled engineering time to install and test our systems. Um, you know, using the power of infrared technology, machine learning and AI, our system provides room level accuracy with uh, absolutely no manual intervention or tuning necessary. In most cases, we don't even send a technician on site and everything is done kind of DIY and uh, with our remote engineering support. Uh, also, since we are hosted in the cloud, uh, hospitals don't need to spend a lot of money and I mean, a lot of uh, time and dollars in provisioning and maintaining an on-site server. Um, and finally, we are the only players in the market that utilize open source BLE and Wi-Fi protocols, which opens up opportunities to leverage existing hospital networks. Um, and not only that, it helps you incorporate other IoT sensors that Contact IO does not develop, uh, but they address a specific niche use case within healthcare, right? Uh, so we can bring them onto our ecosystem. Uh, and this is something legacy RTLS companies cannot do because of how proprietary uh, uh, their uh, networks are and, and because of uh, that uh, monopolistic nature of their system. Kapil, you shared a lot of information with us today. Thank you very much. Where can people go to find out more information about contact? Yeah, so we are, uh, our website is www.contact.io. So I'll spell that out for you. It's K-O-N-T-A-K-T dot I-O. Uh, so just replace your regular word contacts with uh, K instead of C's. Uh, and then we are found on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter. Uh, we have a, a forms-based method of getting into uh, talking to salespeople. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. My name is Kapil Asher and, and ping me and I'm happy to talk to you about it as well. Well, Kapil, thank you so much for being on our program today and, and uh, for answering my questions about RTLS. Thank you. It was a pleasure. 
If you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening and watching. Also, head on over to healthcareittoday.com to access free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hong, along with Kapil Asher. Thanks for being here. Thank you.